When, were you surprised it got taken out when you did in the fourth quarter? It looked like you were not thrilled by that. Definitely never thrilled coming out of a game with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter in a must-win game. I'm not going to sit here and act like uh, <laughs> I was thrilled. Um, I'm a competitor. How you think it feel to see another MC get paid? Using my rap style, and I'm playing the background. Meanwhile, I ain't with that. You can't forget that. You take my style. I'm taking it back, coming back like Return of the Jedi. Smart harassing. Curry now has Williams on him, looking to unload it. Flips it up, shot is good. Steph Curry dancing, prancing, and puts it in. And the Warriors up by three. What's up, what's up, what's up, my L.A. sports fam? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings. Dot com. Again, this is episode 103 of the L.A. Courtside Podcast. And I want to touch briefly on, of course, the NBA Finals that's going on right now, which is currently tied at two games apiece between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Looks like this series, as many predicted before it started, will probably go down to a game seven in Golden State. And then, of course, we'll see what happens then. But on this particular episode here, I just want to touch briefly on the Draymond Green, not Draymond Green situation. It's not a situation, just the disagreements that some folks have with the way Draymond Green is playing. And specifically, a couple of my buddies on Twitter, you know, they were going back and forth yesterday. My main man, JP, the wholesome truth teller, my man, uh, he's he's in the he, Draymond's corner. Uh, the way he's playing in this particular series. And I see he has some very, very good points. And then also my man, Blank Slate, uh, who is one of my Twitter followers. Uh, he is not liking the way Draymond Green is playing. So those guys went uh, back and forth yesterday on Twitter. Um, I actually started the Twitter conversation with uh, my opinion on Draymond Green, which is basically I'm tired of the antics. I'm tired of the getting in the face of the players and the referees and all of that jazz, especially these young players and the ones for Boston in particular, these guys aren't scared of Draymond Green. Okay. I, I don't know who he's trying to intimidate. Uh, looks like he's lit a fire under Jalen Brown. You know, it seems like when Jalen Brown gets the ball, man, he's looking for Draymond Green to guard him. And many times when Draymond Green is guarding him, Jalen Green is taking the ball to the basket, taking it to him. But I just want to go over the four games and um, just look at, you know, Draymond Green and what he has been doing as far as his stats and as far as his input into the game. One thing that my man JP says about uh, Draymond is you can't just always look at the box score. And that's, you know, really true, especially in basketball. There's more things to look at. There's a, a lot of intangibles, especially with the way Draymond Green plays. You can't look at specifically just the box score but you can't also you can't ignore the box score you know some of the metrics in the box score either 
you know, like scoring. And I'll, I'll get to that uh, in a moment. And my man, Blank Slate, you know, he's he's looking at, hey, look at the box score, man. The guy's only averaging, what, two, or he's shooting 23% from the field, only averaging 4.2 points per game. You know, back when Golden State was winning their first couple of championships, Draymond Green seemed to be a much better shooter than he is now. He's He sort of digressed in terms of shooting, especially from the outside. I mean, when he starts to shoot a three, well, it looks to shoot a three, man. You might as well cringe because uh, it's not happening. Well, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But let's look at these games, uh, uh, starting with game one, which Golden State lost at home, 120 to 108. Draymond Green finished with four points. He was only two of 12 shooting from the field. And, and that's, again, that's one of the things that uh, my man Blank Slate uh, is speaking of. However, Draymond Green did have 11 boards in that game. He had five assists. He had two steals. He was only minus one while he was on the floor. That's another stat that a lot of people don't uh, look at too much is the plus minus. You know, Draymond Green is not responsible for every single basket that the opponents make, of course, but that stat does tell, you know, what, what happens when a certain player is on the floor. You know, do, does the other team score a bunch of points while he is on the floor? Or, or, or you know, is, is, is this player such a defensive stalwart that they don't score a whole lot of points. So, you know, it makes a difference of, you know, what happens when these guys are on the floor uh, in the uh, plus minus category. Uh, Draymond did have three turnovers in that game. So, and he also fouled out, by the way. So even though Golden State lost that game, I would say that Draymond, other than the shooting, of course, had a pretty good Draymond Green game. Now in game two, the one that Golden State won, 107 to 88, Draymond was two of three from the floor, so he did not shoot the ball as much as he did in game one, of course. When he shot it 12 times, he only shot it three times. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, he was starting to get gun shy or what, because a lot of negativity was coming his way after that first game. Um, He only had five rebounds in that game, seven assists, one steal, one block, four turnovers. and That's another concern I have with Draymond Green, man. I know he's a decent ball handler, but... You know, sometimes he, he's running up and down the court, man, you know, like he's Magic Johnson or somebody. The only similarities you have there, buddy boy, is that you both went to Michigan State. He had four turnovers in that game, and he was plus seven, and he had three fouls. But Golden State won the game. Draymond scored nine points. So in that particular sense, I would say, again, that was a pretty good Draymond Green game that Golden State won. Now, game three is the one that, you know, folks were really piling on Draymond Green, especially Stephen A. Smith. Oh, man, he was going off on the guy. That was the worst game of the four that Draymond Green played, obviously. He only had two points. He was only one of four from the field. He only had four rebounds, three assists, zero steals, one block, couple of turnovers, and he also fouled out. And he was minus 13 while he was on the floor. It was absolutely the worst of the four games for Draymond Green. And, you know, I, I believe that was, that's the game that uh, my man Blank Slate uh, may have been focusing on. That was a terrible, terrible game by Draymond Green. Didn't even look like he was too much involved or, you know, not sure what was going on with him. But he even said himself in the post game when they asked him, hey, man, how'd you play? I believe with his son sitting right next to him, I believe he said, you know, he played like shit. Pretty much said he played like shit. And he did. And hence the Golden State loss. So uh, going into game number four, 
The last one at Golden State won. They won 107-97. Again, the shooting woes. Draymond Green, only one of seven. However, the point that my man JP is making is that, hey, look at, you know, the guy had nine rebounds. He had eight assists, four steals, only two turnovers in this game, and three fouls. He only scored two points, but Draymond Green did the other things on the floor that he's known for doing. So basically, you know, to, to put this thing on a bow, in my opinion, you know, I don't think Draymond Green is having the best series that he can have. I know this guy can play even better than what he's playing. He's only shooting 23% from the field. And I know, again, you just can't look at the box score. You just can't look at the scoring. But, I mean, you just can't ignore it either. 23% from the field is just not going to cut it. You know, I, I believe he has to shoot better in order for Golden State to win this series. I mean, Boston, as far as, you know, they'll just let Draymond Green shoot the ball. And again, back, you know, when they won those couple of championships in the, in the KD years, uh, or even before KD, Draymond Green could shoot. I mean, he's, not, he's never been a great shooter, obviously, but he could knock down some shots, knock down some threes. But he's not a guy that's going to go into the paint and demand the ball in the post and all that, or has great post moves or anything like that. He can run the break pretty well. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I just think that he has to get a little bit more offense uh, in order for Golden State to win. And then, again, as far as the antics goes, I mean, stop with, the, stop with the getting in the face of these guys. I mean, these guys don't care nothing about that anymore. They just don't, okay? You're not intimidating anybody. If, if, any case, you're, if anything, you're intimidating the referees who seem like they're scared to call another technical foul on you. If you got one already, you know, they're neglecting to call the second one on you when you're all in their face and barking. And so, and referees, man, you better keep it consistent because if you're allowing him to do that, you might as well allow all the rest of the players to do it as well. But it seems like Draymond Green is given the longest rope of any player in the NBA. And, you know, he can do what he w wants to do, say what he wants to say. And it seems like the referees just back off. But that, that story is just getting really, really old and really, really tired. Just go out and play the damn game, man. Let your talent speak for itself, okay? Because all it is is just a distraction when you're doing, you know, all of those antics. And, you know, I, I, I would think that some of the Golden State players, if you talk to them privately, they may be getting tired of it as well. You know, they'll say in front of the cameras, hey, Draymond Green is, you know, he's a leader of this team. You know, he has our back. You know, he's really, really passionate about the game. Yada, 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 this, that, and the third. But, you know, when he's getting all these technical fouls and, you know, fouling out of games and, uh, you know, you know, getting close to getting a second technical foul where he may not be available for another game. That's just, stuff just gets old, man. It gets really, really old, really, really fast. So all in all, again, my man, JP, man, JP, you had some really, really good points, my brother. And my man, Blank Slate, you also had some good points. So obviously, hey. It, it, it seemed like L.A. Ray is on the fence on this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay on the fence on this one, man. I'll stay on the fence. Um, again, my only beef with Draymond is just the theatrics. Just the theatrics. If Draymond plays like Draymond Green knows he can play, you know, despite the lack of scoring, um, you know, Golden State can still win this series. But I still think he just needs to score just a little bit more, just a little bit more in order for Golden State to win this thing. So with that, before I go into my second segment and uh, wrap up the NBA Finals talk, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. 
The NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Red Line, that's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Must be 21 and older in all those states just mentioned. 18 and above in New Hampshire and Wyoming. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Sports fam. Hey, that's a little remember that song from back in the day? Do what diddy. Blow that thing. One of one of the one of the great songs from back in the day. Say so, just uh quickly on this second segment, uh just wanna touch again on the NBA finals overall. Oh, by the way, in that first segment, I failed to mention that Draymond Green was taken out, out of the game in that fourth quarter with seven minutes to go. Um that's something that doesn't happen often. Okay, and I don't know if that was a message from Steve Kerr uh, to Draymond Green to say, hey, man, you, you, you got to get yourself together here, man. I'm going to get the best guys on the floor to try and win this game. You heard that clip at the beginning of this episode where Draymond Green said, hey, man, I'm not going to sit up here and say I was happy about getting taken out the game with seven minutes left, even though he was brought back in with about three minutes left. Wasn't like he was tired or anything like that. I just think the uh, coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, may have been sending a message um, in any event, they ended up winning that game anyway. So um, just, again, on this second segment here, just want to get my overall assessment of this uh, series so far that's tied two games apiece. I'll tell you what, the Boston Celtics, man. I do have, by the way, uh, you just heard DraftKings.com uh, promo there. I have, uh, you know, a couple of C notes on Golden State winning this series, by the way. So, um, you know, obviously, you know who I'm rooting for. I tell you what, the Boston Celtics, man, they scared the hell out of me, man. That is a very, 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 very good young 
basketball team with the exception of Al Horford. And I tell you what, man, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, I would say, is outshining Jason Tatum, which really doesn't mean much, man. Both of these guys are, you know, great young players. But right now, you know, it seems like Jalen Brown is playing with a whole lot of confidence. And as I mentioned in that first segment, man, when he sees Draymond guarding him, his, his eyes just lights up, man. You have not intimidated Jalen Brown one iota, one iota. And if you look up and down this lineup, you know, Tatum and Brown, Marcus Smart, to me, is the glue of that particular basketball team. He's almost sort of like a Draymond Green type of a guy, only he can score, you know, much better than Draymond can. Marcus Smart, man, when he's hitting, when you leave him open, you know, for the three ball, hey, man, you know, he, that guy can knock him down. He can knock him down. So, you know, you're, you're either double teaming uh, Tatum, you're double teaming Brown, Boston is good at swinging that ball around the perimeter, looking for the open man. A lot of times that seems to be Marcus Smart, and he will drain that three ball. He can also drive to the basket. Okay, uh, Marcus Smart is a very, very good player. And then, you know, you throw in Robert Williams, the third man, and, you know, when you're going into the lane on that guy, you good luck. You better be watching for him. If, and if he was to develop any kind of offense in his career, which I'm sure his offense should get better. It's not going to be a, you know, DeAndre Ayton type of player, I don't think. But his offense uh, does have a lot of room for improvement. A lot of times he gets that ball on the paint, man, and he seems like he doesn't know what the hell to do with it. You know, he has no offensive moves whatsoever. He gets put back baskets, put back dunks and things like that. But if his offensive game picks up, let's say, I don't know, 25 or 30% before his career is over with, he's going to be a very, very scary basketball player and then you got Derek White you know another guy that's playing really really good basketball what a great trade you know mid-season uh, Boston Celtics when they picked up Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs very 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 good trade to pick him up and then you know Pritchard coming off the bench of course he can hit the three when he's open so Boston's going to be around for a long time and, and Grant Williams is another tough guy who can also shoot the basketball when he's open and he's not backing down from anybody as well so Boston, you know, they're a smart team. They're a, a tough team. The, the coach Udoka is a very, very good coach. You know, what a fine there uh, as far as a basketball coach in his first year as a head coach. You know, he was under the tutelage of uh, a pop over there in San Antonio, but this is his first gig on his own, and he's doing an outstanding job, you know, coaching against Steve Kerr, you know, who is a, a, a three-time NBA champion. So. Boston's going to be around for a long time, even if they do not win this series and they keep this team together, especially if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown stays together. So all that talk at the beginning of the year that these two guys don't get along, yada, yada, yada. So I don't know what happened uh, after the midpoint of the season, but Boston had one of the best records in the NBA after the break. And now these two guys have seemed like they've been playing together forever. or They have been on the same page forever. So look for the Boston Celtics to be around for a very long time in the Eastern Conference. You know, Milwaukee, you know, they say a lot of people are saying that Boston may have lost to Milwaukee or would have lost to Milwaukee if Chris Middleton would not have gotten hurt. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. It's not any kind of guarantee there that they would have lost, uh, you know, if Chris Middleton were healthy. Still could have beat Milwaukee. You know, Philadelphia, they're not... Philadelphia's not, I don't expect anything from them 
other than a, a maybe a second round playoff exit moving forward. I think that team is going to be on a downward spiral. And you know Miami, they're they're pretty good, but I you know I still think Boston is better than them, as was proven in the Eastern Conference Finals. So this team again, and it, and it's I tell you what, even though I have a you know couple of C-Nos down on Golden State, hey L.A. Ray man, if you lost your two hundred bucks, you know because you bet on Golden State, I wouldn't be surprised. And that that's not being on fence. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if Boston wins this series. Just wouldn't. They haven't lost two games in a row since January. And the next game is, uh, of course, in Golden State. Game number five. Can Boston pull that game out? Of course. They've already won one game at Golden State. They won game number one. So they can surely win game number five. You know, I'm not going to say easily, but they can definitely win it. So, you know, I like the way they're playing. I like the way the series is going. I like the way Golden State is playing. You know, in my next episode, I'm going to focus on um, uh, Mr. Curry, you know, Curry, you know, whether or not he's, by the time his career is over, is he going to be a top 15 guy or can he sneak into the top 10, you know, based on how many championships he may end up winning. So I think I'm going to focus my next episode on Mr. Curry. So, with that, my L.A. Sports fam, thanks a lot for listening. Again, if you don't want to miss any further episodes of L.A. Courtside, you know, wherever you get your podcast from, whatever platform you use, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast from, just look up L.A. Courtside Podcast, and you will find me on there as I give you NBA content. Of course, this is, during the regular season, is really a L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers podcast, but of course, our, both of our L.A. teams are not in it. I'll, I'll also talk a little bit about the hiring of Darvin Ham for the L.A. Lakers on the next episode as well. So, with that, my L.A. sports fam, until the next episode, peace.